we just want to start this episode by saying thank you to Toby, who sent us a bunch of uh, beers from Angry Chair Brewing. Uh, and we quite appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure Toby recently completed a move, which, as we've talked about before, is one of the most stressful things any human can do. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to you, and we hope it's going well. And if on the off chance I'm wrong, and it's not Toby who just finished a move, then to whomever in the Mix 6 community that has recently finished a move, congratulations to you. Special thanks to Toby. Yeah, either way, thank you for giving me beer without making me move your couch first. Yes, yes, so, what uh, a gift. Cheers to that. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. Uh, I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, uh, and people occasionally give us olive oil in the mail for not helping them move. Mm-hmm. Um, no yeah. one sent us pizza yet, but... It could happen. Pizza's a little trickier. Caleb yeah. and I, Caleb and I moved. Male pizza is a little riskier than it, can. It is a Fe- but, um, female pizza, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Caleb and I, Caleb and I moved uh, apartments together three times. Is that right? Oh yeah, too many, too many. But yeah. one of them was smartly just literally across a hallway. Yeah, and it was the most efficient move you've ever seen. Also, Caleb and I. Couldn't afford to own things back then. Yeah. So it was like a couch, a table, and two mattresses. It did help. And we were done. Oh, oh yeah. well, so we, had some, we had some trash bags. We had some trash bags. Of That's clothes. Right. Of clothes. Yeah. yeah. And they stayed in those trash bags. So Maddie has the least efficient move coming up of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moving continents. Oh, yeah. And none of us own a truck, so we can't be helpful. It wouldn't matter. Well. It's, there's I mean, an ocean between us. That's certainly going to be my excuse when she I definitely don't a, own a boat. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Can't yeah. afford a truck. Definitely can't afford a boat. Yeah. yeah not so I'm Maddie. out. Sorry, Maddie. Sorry, uh-huh. Maddie. Yeah. See you when you get here, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have a housewarming gift. Some baked bread. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't think we have too many pre-party items, but Caleb, you've likely still got a Kickstarter going on. Yeah, the Phase Anatomy Kickstarter is going on until June 28th. So if you haven't backed that yet, uh, please do, do it if you're interested. Um, I would appreciate it. Uh, we're working on the book already, but... Um, I can only work on stuff I know that's going to fund. So hey, if you're waiting until the end there, just keep that in mind. Don't do that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you all of you who have given support thus far. It is greatly appreciated. Things are going great. Uh, so uh, I'm really happy with this transition thus far, and you guys are the reason for it. So Yay. Don't forget, you can also find more Caleb content on the Delta Green Dead Channels Patreon. Not the outro. We haven't done the episode. And you the can't. Heaven and Games Open Design Patreon. Once you get started, you can't I'll, I'll just beat this out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to. Yeah, I'm just ending the Actually, show. Not, we but. said thanks to Toby. I told Manny I wouldn't help her move. I did everything I needed to do today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Ross, you recently wrapped a Kickstarter. So what can people expect next on Ludo narrative dissidents? Uh, well, we're doing the poll for the first episode now and, uh, probably. So once that poll wraps up, we'll, uh, we'll record the episode and pub- yeah. send it out to backers. And then a month later, it'll go out public. I'll set up a separate site for Ludo narrative dissidents. Uh, so people can just get that uh, if they want it. So, yeah. so all the content in all the directions mm-hmm. coming in all the ways. And with that, 
Uh, in case you've not listened to the Mix Six podcast before, this is how this all works. We drink six beers, we rate them on a five-point scale, and while we're drinking those beers, we have six different conversations. That scale changes from episode to episode, and to start today's double recording, which means the next episode we record is going to be a real fucking shit show, uh, <laughs> Caleb has mapped uh, a, a nice little complimentary set of rating systems. So why don't you tell us about this rating system, and then maybe a little bit about what people can expect in the next rating system. Well, uh, I'm working for myself now, uh, mm -hmm. writing and podcasting. I've never worked in the private sector before since Hardee's mm -hmm. uh, when I was 16. So I'm not really sure how it goes, but I imagine it's going to involve lots of meetings. A lot of meetings. Uh, and a lot of boardrooms. So I was really thinking about what I need to do. The clients. <clears throat> yeah, clients, accounts, I've been told, yes. are very important. You need an account manager. Um, from many movies. Receivables. Mm. Yeah, many movies told me accounts are important. Payment. And if you lose them, yeah. it's uh, bad. Payment. But not as bad as losing a spouse. That's what I learned from this. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, so anyway, I got I to gotta look good so I don't lose the account. Mm -hmm. So I've been really thinking about fashion as right. it relates to business. Yeah, I've noticed. And uh, so what am I going to wear when I go into that business room? So yeah. uh, my, my rating system today is going to be fashion flexes yes. in business men. We'll do, we'll do women in the, the next episode because I think they have a different set of considerations. Oh, but, well, I would think so. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you're identifying as a man, these are fashion flexes you can pull on other businessmen uh, rated in their order of effectiveness, yes. mm -hmm. uh, which we will be making an uh, analogy for right. with beer, as is uh, th this is the first time we've ever. What done that. I thought we should do. explain that. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. <clears throat> so a one, which is a flex you do not want to do, and a beer you should not drink. Fedora. Hot take. It's never worked. It's never. It's never worked. That's why it's a one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You. Uh, yeah. You're wearing a hat indoors for one. Right. That's just silly. Uh, and, and secondly, there's too many associations with it, Oof. and none of them are the one thing. No. You want. Uh, and if you're trying to indicate that you don't care what other people's associations are, it doesn't do that either. Cause yeah. like, it's kind of like a fucking feather in it and shit. Like yeah. there's too much, it, it's too fancy. It's too ostentatious for me to believe you're not trying. Ab absolutely right. Uh, bad flex, bad flex all the way around. Uh, two is going to be shoeless. Yeah. All right. You obviously don't give a fuck what we think about. So you. no shoes or, or so fedora is worse than not wearing shoes. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Categorically. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Imperative. Um, yeah. A hippie only hates themselves and you have to be annoyed by it around them. Right. Uh, a man in a fedora hates you and everyone around. So shoe, uh, yeah. shoeless suggests literally no shoes, not like Birkenstocks or like some flip flops. Like literally, you walk in barefoot. Well, you could do flip flops, okay. I suppose. But right. uh, anyway, no one wants to see your toes or smell your feet during no. a business meeting. I agree. But the fact that you can do it and make them do it right. is sort of a flex. Oh yeah. And in, in terms of getting the 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 account, yeah. which I assume is what is necessary. Yes. So it might work for some people in the short term because like Silicon Valley is a thing. I imagine it that's is. where the propensity of Sulish CEOs exists. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it does work on the short term, but it's probably like a WeWork operation, and he's probably like reinvesting everything into like yeah. amoeba-infested water to give to Oh, raw water. Raw, raw water. Yeah. Coming yeah. soon uh, to <laughs> So Shoeless is not great in the right. long run. Three, okay, three is going to be middle of the line, because I've seen this happen. Yeah. Cargo shorts. Yeah. So... Cargo shorts are hideous. Uh, the the worm has turned on them, which is sad because as a fat man who likes to carry many things, they in were his the pockets, best thing that I owned for years. Yeah, they were the they were really just yeah. a godsend. But they are hideous. Uh, if you're still wearing them, you're old and a boomer. 
But you're saying it's not much of a flex. It's just what people expect you to wear right. past a certain amount of money. Yeah. If you have a certain amount of money when you go into a business meeting where you don't have to dress up, but you're also of a certain amount of age, yep. your uniform is basically expected to be cargo shorts. Yeah. Even though you're being like, I can golf at any time. Yep. I own this thing. Uh, so it really kind of evens out. I will, I will tell you right now that I have been in meetings for an, for some amounts of money with folks who are wearing cargo shorts. And I thought when they walked in the room, big flex. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. flex. Yeah. Yeah. Big flex. Here, here I am. I got all gussied up for this event. <clears throat> yeah. And here you are ready to go build a house and also <laughs> talk about this project. Yeah. <laughs> so a four, which is uh, definitely more of a flex uh, and, and establishing uh, a tone in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoodie, you're, you're going for the openly. I'm a big hoodie guy. Uh, you're oh, going the for Zuckerberg. the Zuckerberg. Yeah, the Zuckerberg. Okay. I, you are so beneath me, uh-huh. I will do nothing to sacrifice my comfort. Uh, it comes up to a four because it is very mean and aggressive, yeah. uh, which is a way to get what you want in a meeting, right. but not the only way. Yeah. Uh, but it goes up to a four because, hey, you are actually probably pretty comfy. Yeah. Like, I'm just fat. That's why I'm wearing a hoodie. I, I'm not trying to show off to you. <laughs> I'm trying to like make an agreement that none of us want to see me in a tucked in shirt. And I think we can all agree to that. And I think I should be allowed to wear a hoodie. Yeah. So that's why it goes up to a four, even though I think it's probably more of a three in terms of intention. I, I've hoodied in a few business meetings, but, yeah. but there's also an element of knowing who's sitting across the table from you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're also likely to show up in a hoodie, or we're doing this at a bar anyways, so I think a hoodie is appropriate. But, but I, it, it is nice to be com- – there is there is an amount of being comfortable, which also makes you more effective in those settings. Yeah, but it's a good way to walk into a negotiation being like, well, if you're going to not do this deal because I'm wearing a hoodie, right? I didn't need you to do this deal in the first place. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there, there's a line in the center <clears> there, yeah. which is like, you don't matter that much to me, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> now, five, this is absolutely dominating. This is some galaxy brain shit. Absolutely dominating. No one is going to get past you in this room sleeveless. Yeah. You got to go in there and show them the guns. Yeah. You got to show them you're ready. Uh, that's some real guerrilla mind shit. shit. Get in there. Are you talking about a t-shirt with the uh, sleeves cut or tank top? Preferably uh, more cut. Yeah. Preferably if you do it in the meeting. Yeah. You're cutting. It's like sleeve. it's hot in here. You just whip out a knife. Right. You put a tear in it. Right. And then you just. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeveless is a verb here, Ross. Okay. While someone's doing a PowerPoint. Right. And just sort of like with disdain, Hulk right. Hogan throw them to the right. ground. Or or make it part of the negotiation. You know what I'll give you? <laughs> this amount of money and and then slowly rip the sleeves <laughs> off. Brown, and then give them the open. sleeves. Yeah, yeah. give them the sleeves. sleeves. That's amazing. Yeah. You're there to terrifying. Work. Now, for those of you who think <laughs> you're there to work, and yeah. everyone else better be too. Right. Wow. If you think Caleb's being unauthentic <laughs> here, I need you to know something. We went through a few months of kind of lull in this podcast where we were all recording independently in our homes in the middle of a depression pandemic. Uh-huh. And Caleb showed up to a Zoom recording one day with no sleeves. And just said in the moment, this is the new way to do this, and showed up to the next four episodes sleeveless, <laughs> chiding Ross and I every time until Ross showed up without sleeves one day. Yeah, I had a tank top. So it, the power move works there. I have evidence of this. Anecdotally, I have seen this one. Uh, and it's going to happen soon. Like, it was a little too chilly this morning. But right, right. It's coming back. It, it's warm enough oh, to go. Thank God. Sleeves off. Here we go. Uh, so sleeves off summer. Hard five. <sighs> Buckle up. Spencer, what are you drinking? This this is not going to go well. Here's why I know it's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah, why is that? We're recording two of these. 
Mm-hmm. And yep. th- this is the first beer of the two. It randomly pulled out. And I thank you again, Toby. Thank you, Toby, who also then put labels on the beer. That's if you want to come out of the bee hole alive, that's how you do it. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. smart. Uh <clears throat> I am already drunk. <laughs> Which I've made a mistake. I get that. I get that. I totally get that. We're gonna have a cider episode here for yeah, Patreon yeah, Extra. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm gonna cool. throw. I'm gonna throw up in Ross's house. Today. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this is an 11. <laughs> percent Oh my god! <laughs> to start. <laughs> so this is from Angry Chair Brewing, Untitled Art. It's the Loaded French Toast Imperial Stout. Oh my god! Rut row. Yeah. Um, so I anyway. think we just ate a bunch of Mexican. <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah. What a good pairing. Yeah, I'll take the uh, French toast house and the uh, Royal Cabal queso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, how, how are the uh, French toast enchiladas here? No? I'd like a mucus to seal my throat shut, uh-huh. like as a sort of solid mm. ball. Like, so yeah. I've poured this into a glass so Caleb can have some. You should smell this beer. It is viscous. Like you should smell this beer. This oil needed to be changed. This smells like one of the most delicious beers I've ever oh, had in my entire life. Man. That smells like a, oh, it smells like a candle. Here, Ross, smell that before Hit I get it. in there. Hit yeah, it. Before I get in there and Take give a it a snort. Drink. That, Woo. it smells like a candle. A candle that I would light. Yeah. Just, okay, so like here we go. Maple syrup. Yeah. Drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. Very thick. Very, very, very sweet. Drink it and hurry up and talk so I can yeah. drink mine. Um, it is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's very sweet. Oh, that is sweet. That beer. Yeah, it smelled incredibly sweet. That beer got too sweet too oh, quick. Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. So, whew. Huh, you can taste it on the nose for a reason. Yeah, it's in there. That's a lot of sugar. Ugh. That's a Ugh. lot of sugar. Ugh. Um, Ugh. So, it's like when you want to go front stage at a concert, and then you get there, and you're like, nope. Yeah. I don't know. I want to be next right. to the speaker. Right. Yeah. 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 He's way too loud. Right. Yeah. It's here. like, oh, I can see his balls. <laughs> Heading back to my seat. Right. Yeah. That is me um, and that beer. Yeah. So it's interesting because the nose and the front of the beer are like a solid four. And then the rest of the beer hits. And it's like, oh, boy. Why'd you oh. make it 11%? Yeah. Like, why couldn't you do like a 6% delicious yep. stout mm-hmm. for like yep. malts and stuff? Because yep. like. The sugar's just trying to compensate for the fact that there's a stupid amount of alcohol in yeah. it. Like, I, I keep going back to the cocoa berry stout that Prairie did. That's 7.9. Yes. And that's, that, that was sweet without being overbearing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There there are less sweet versions of this beer that mm-hmm. are fives, hard fives. I don't think I could finish one of those. No. Then there's this beer that is probably a two for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Toby, no no shame here. Uh, you've done a great I thing. I could do a shot of that. And, that and, would be and you've, yeah, you've given us an actual <laughs> gift. It's just... It just, it metabolizes into sugar so quickly <laughs> in the mouth. Um, it's like, a, what if you liked Cinnamon Toast Crunch so much that you put it in a pill, mm-hmm. and all you got out of it was the sugary, milky part on the back end? Well, when you're trying to hide mm. alcohol taste in your beer, you can't drown it. Like, you can't drown it out with anything. That's like, right. It has to accompany the sting of the alcohol in such a way that it shifts it into something else. Right. Uh, like, so say, like a, a very tart, fruity beer, right. or when you have um, a darker malt on uh, one of your more chocolatey, yes. big 11% beers, right. because the bitterness of the chocolate can actually get transitioned into from that sort of stringent right. alcohol taste. Right. This, you can't just throw more sugar on top. No. It feels like my mouth is burning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This actually It's like the liquid equivalent of eating Captain Crunch. Yes. Like, yes. This <laughs> actually. They kind of fucked up. Do you think they intended to go 11%? I do. I do. <laughs> really? I do. Yeah. I mean, I wow. think the goal here was to make a big, sweet You don't stout. say it's for French toast when you want right. people to like drink it after work. Yeah. It is for. 
It's a, it, yeah, it's a, it's would a brunch like, it. beer. It's, it's for me. It's like I yeah. want. There's a man who wants to chew his beer. Right. But, uh, uh, yeah. This would actually benefit from kind of like a porter-like treatment of like a little tobacco-iness or smokiness. Oh yeah, something yeah. to pull the sweet down. Yeah, it's too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, here we are, Caleb. What are we talking about? Ah, I tried it again. I agree. Um, you introduced me to a storytelling game. I did. And I just want to know how that happened. Yeah. Like, so like we could talk about the game. It was interesting. A storytelling yeah, it's games fun go. Game. Um, but you introduced it to me apropos of nothing. Right. Like you didn't lose a bet. Nope. Um, no one was forcing you. Nope. I don't think you were being held hostage or nope. if they were, it was like very well done. Um, so I just, could you just unpack what happened with Rosetta? Loki hostage. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, yeah, I introduced Caleb and Sarah to Rosetta last weekend in our first normal game day in 14 months. And how did you get tricked into playing a great, good question. A good story question. game. Well, it's kind of a sad story. <clears throat> I mean, I almost, uh, the company that made Rosetta, uh, which seems to have made a couple cool little games and, and by little games, I mean like little box games for 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like the kinds mm-hmm. that when you're walking around a con, you're like, Oh, also I'll buy that. Oh, like a point salad kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like a, like a party foul. Party Foul, the game of drunk ducks. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, if you are, I've never heard of this point salad you're talking about. You're, you're, right, you're thinking right. Party Foul, right? Okay. If you're worried you can't get a copy of Party Foul, I have a copy or two in my basement. <laughs> oh, did I say copy? I meant palette. Uh, so, anyways, uh, uh, the, the hey, pa- it's two palettes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, when I move and I pay movers, they are going to be shocked when they find out what they agreed to. Um, the company that made Rosetta, uh, recently went out of business and I don't know if that was a function of COVID, which certainly is a likely explanation for many things anymore, Mm -hmm. but I saw on Twitter because thanks to the algorithm, uh, I get a lot of board game content on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Shocked to no one. Weird. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, I was alerted to the fact that the company that made Rosetta and a couple other cool small box games was going out of business. And so everything in their warehouse was 50% off. And I'd heard of Rosetta. It had won a few or gotten some distinction for some awards like, you know, innovative storytelling game or like interesting critical thinking game. And it was $10. And there's almost not a game in the world that I wouldn't buy for $10 just to try it one time. So I ordered Rosetta. Uh... Uh, and I ordered it, A, because it was $10, and B, because the description of Rosetta really resonated with me. And, and I won't quote the description back to you, but here's what Rosetta is. In Rosetta, um, one player plays the storyteller and other players play like the archivists or the archaeologists. And what has happened here is that all of you have discovered functionally like a ruin or a dig site, and you've discovered um, an image, and then you've also discovered a glyph. And in Rosetta, you are trying to figure out what the glyph means based on the image. And the player who is the storyteller is trying to determine what the glyph means in terms of language. What could this glyph represent alphabetically or semantically that represents something in this image? And it has to be abstract, correct? Yeah, it, it has to be inspired by the image. It cannot be descriptive of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the other players get a number of guesses and some clues to get you to expand on what the vocabulary looks like that you're drawing from or building on by guessing things and then encouraging you to draw more symbols inspired by the glyph to help them understand the language you're building here. 
So it's this really interesting interplay between what the storyteller wants to build in terms of a, a symbolic language system and what the players want to guess and push for based on what clues you've given them. It's a really novel little game. Um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff they do with, um, so on every image there is a sort of, uh, I believe they call it a fragment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but basically every glyph you have comes with like sort of a morpheme. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I found that really helpful because if I just drew that part of the glyph, because like if you combine them both, they make the word you're going for. But if you could, it helped me sort of break down the meaning. So yes. I could be like, when you said something close to it, I could be like, oh, well, you're closer to the glyph. Yeah. But now we need to like expand on that with something. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought you could do it for a lot of like fantasy stuff. Absolutely. If you wanted to start an RPG. Yeah. Um, but like. So just $10 will get you to do something like that? It's a barrier to entry kind of thing? $10 helped a lot. Here's the other thing that, that, here's the other thing, and we're going to actually talk about this in the, in the next episode that we record today. Our dissecting our fun is about, Hey, you can, it's a little safer to get together with friends. What games would you play? Mm -hmm. So, so spoiler on that one. The other reason this was interesting to me is, um, I think I've been so craved to play games that like I think right now my appetite for games is a little more exotic than it once was. Like, oh yeah, sure. you'd be willing to try anything. Yeah, yeah. L- okay. You know what? Like I haven't. You know, uh, when you haven't had a drink for twenty four hours, you'll drink anything. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm kind of like I've been walking through a desert, man. I would drink anything. He meant right water now. wise, not not booze. <laughs> no, we're not eh, we're, both. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, for this podcast. <laughs> um, and so I think that my appetite for games is a little bit broader than it once was. So like even uh, as we were planning this double today, I like went back and forth, like trying to, should I poke Ross on telling him to set up, uh, that, uh, mini game that we've been talking about playing for three years. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and I didn't because honestly, after this, I just want to go get more drunk. Uh, so another time, another day, but I, part of me is interested in playing more different stuff also. And here's something I've learned about myself. I'm more comfortable playing a game like that. That takes me out of my comfort zone when I feel very safe around the people. Yeah. Yeah. That would, it would be more difficult in a con. Absolutely. Yeah. And I cannot think of people that I feel more safe playing games around than you and Sarah. Yeah, the only time I've gotten you to play anything like that was when we played uh, News at Eleven because Brownie sent it to right. us. Right, uh, I, I and I had it, a blast. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I found it pretty interesting that it's very party game, very yeah. storytelling game, uh, and that's normally. But I, I do, I think that's interesting. The um, I just want games so bad, I'll right. take anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, right. that, I'm playing No Man's Sky again, so sure, I get that. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. that's barely that's. Right. Not even a game. Right. It's just a but skin- they keep adding stuff, Caleb. Yeah, more Skinner box shit. Like <laughs> yeah. that's everything. When there's a drought, all liquid is good. Yeah. And yeah. uh and so it was kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'll try anything. And we ended up playing it. I mean, we played four rounds of it. We played it around the table just mm-hmm. to give everybody a chance at being the storyteller, because it is a unique challenge. And if you are so like if you enjoy Pictionary, just one, code names, Mysterium. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy some of these kind of like more abstract, how do I communicate a thing in single images or single terms, party style games? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think Rosetta, if you can find a copy of it now, which again, I don't know how many are left, uh, I think Rosetta is like a, a nice little game. It'd be a good con game with the right people. But I think at your home game, it's probably a good opener or closer. I don't know that it's a good filler. It's a little thinky to be a filler. Yeah, a little thinky. Yeah. Yeah. 
Especially with the inspired by, yes. not descriptive. Yeah, trying to- and, and, and Rosetta, more than other games I've played, there's a real moment of, oh my God, did I do this wrong as the storyteller? Mm-hmm. As the three other people at the table are trying are clamoring to figure out what you could mean, and they're all saying something that sounds nothing like the thing you were thinking. There's a real panic moment, I think, where it's like, I'm bad. It's basically charades. You right. just don't have to dance around because you have a whiteboard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Rosetta is interesting if you can find a copy of it, especially for $10. Uh, and you've got a, a, a home group that you kind of enjoy those more abstract, interesting games with. I'd, I'd check it out. Uh, and if not, I think there are a lot of other games on the market that scratch that itch. Uh, yeah, and it's it's the language game field is like kind of getting pretty good at indie games, like yes. dialect, yes, sign stuff like that. It's, oh it, God, I need to play medium. Dialogue. Yeah, yeah, medium yeah. is kind of like an interesting. I don't have we talked about medium on the podcast? I think we have. Yeah. But yeah, medium is very fun as a party game. But yeah. yeah, but I, I meant more in the language based storytelling RPG space. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. dialect and uh, sign are both mm. in that kind of same school. Yeah, so it's worth checking out yeah. for sure if you're into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, we're gonna get. Beer two of 12, blech. Uh, and we'll be right back. Mm, Caleb, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm going to drink from, also from Toby, who also labeled it. Good job, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scepter Arts Brewing Chaos Magician, a double dry hopped APA. Um, Toby, you're a listener, so... Thanks for this. Uh, I don't know what you expect me to say about it because it's a double dry hopped IPA, but maybe it'll surprise me. We'll see. But uh, I'm getting in there. I have a story about the word chaos I'd like to tell. I will tell it after Caleb rates this beer. Oh, Caleb looks interested in a double dry hopped IPA, and I am shook, as Mm, the kids say. That is pretty good. Wow. What's the ABV on that? 6.3? 6.3? That bad for Oh, that's right? that's actually for a double dry hop. Yeah. That feels a little low. I I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh that's a four. Citrusy or more like very citrusy. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Light on yeah. the Simcoe, yeah. but um not orangey. There's enough bitterness in there to pull it back. So yeah, it's it's very good. I like it quite a bit. That's the way to do um, that. I, I take back everything I said about KS Musician, Toby. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I take back nothing I said about the the terrible, terrible French test. But um right. Yeah. This is quite good. I would yeah, drink a lot of this, this doesn't change that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a very good friend, listener of the show, and not he doesn't listen to all episodes, so I'm hoping he misses this one. Anyways, he grew up in a small town, Houston, Missouri. Those of us who are around here know are probably a little familiar with the uh, politics of Houston, Missouri. Um, anyways, there was a video game when we were growing up, prominently featuring Michael Jordan, called Chaos in the Windy City. And it was one of those things that like publishers did like uh, the Shaq video game where Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Yeah. Where like, how can we take an athlete and make a video game greater mm-hmm. than said athlete? Anyways, uh, uh, I ha- th- this friend has disclosed to me in a private setting that uh, he, he did not know until he was well into high school that the name of the game wasn't Chaos in the Windy City. So anytime I see the word chaos, <laughs> that's all I think of. And I had to share it here. Yeah. Chaos. Chaos in the Windy City. So, Chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Uh, Isn't that a Final Fantasy character? Yeah. I mean. 100%. Yeah. God, I want to get into Warhammer and play just Chaos Marines yeah. and yeah. refuse to say it right during yeah. the whole eight hour match. Yeah. Or the ultimate Chaos. Yeah. yeah. See how long it oh, takes. Oh, no. You shot my Chaos you. Warrior. The guy's just like biting his lips uh-huh. hard and uh-huh. bleeds. Yeah. yeah. Horse didn't die for that. And then when he finally works up the courage to say something about it, you just have a meltdown. 
<laughs> like a, a radioactive what? meltdown. Can't, what is? Why did no one tell yeah, me? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. What a gift that day would be. Anyway, get banned from the store. <laughs> uh, Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, well, as an agent of Chaos, Ethan Cordry asks. <laughs> Uh, he suggests B hole in one. Throw classes you took in high school into the B hole. I've got an idea for this one. Yeah, each of us are going to name a class, mm-hmm. and the other two people at the table have to name a beer. Yeah, totally good. random. Do it. Totally random. Hit it. All right. Uh, class I took in high school that I think about often because I hated it. Business calculus. <laughs> yep. Wasn't good enough to get into AP Calc, but good enough to get into Business Calc. God, what is my reaction? Because I remember when you told me about that, yep. and I still don't think it's real. Nope. So yep. what's a beer that I drink that is fictional? Right. Also, one of the coolest teachers I've ever had and didn't give a fuck that I didn't Honestly, my first instinct is just, again, Blue Moon and Can. It's a, it's a fake craft beer. <laughs> it's a like, fake craft beer. So it's like a just fake like that's a fake calculus. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. What should I do? Um... I want to do something with surprising ingredients. Mm-hmm. Oh, exploring surprising ingredients, but bad. Like it's a mango s'mores coriander lime. Yeah, exploring. <laughs> yeah, it goes and business and calculus go together about as well as uh, all the ingredients of exploring right. go together. So, yeah. uh, 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 Thirty second aside about the teacher of business calculus. She was absolutely awesome. She said some wildly inappropriate things as a teacher, and of course, when you're a high schooler, that makes you like teachers more. I took that class for college credit because some college somewhere was willing to write off business calculus. <laughs> and when you filled out, you have to fill out these forms for college credit classes. Caleb, you know this. You've yeah, taught them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the form through the community college offering credit for this class offered a line for nickname. And I could not understand why they would put that on a fucking form. So I wrote my nickname in there as sexual vanilla. <laughs> And for the rest of the semester, my business calculus teacher proudly referred to me as sexual vanilla well, during the class. Why? Well, when a yeah. student gives you a gift like that, right. you can't turn exactly. it down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she would be like, uh, and Katie, what's your answer? Sexual vanilla. Uh, and so it was just a real thing that we got into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bet you never included nickname on a form again. No. What yeah. a terrible idea. Yeah. Like, you learned name, your lesson. Social security number. Nickname. Okay, here also, we go. Where did sex, sexual vanilla? Is that just from the ether? On the moment. Yeah. Wrote it down. Turned it in just to see if it would get rejected. I think I think yeah, <laughs> the yeah. muth doth sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Like That's Athena right. burst from Zeus's ass. Yeah, it was very literally a, a yeah. bolt of genius from the heavens. It was. So, anyways. Uh, uh okay, shop. Ooh, oh, shop. God. Uh boy, I want to say like one of the gas station beers. Is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but which one? Uh, Because that's going to tell me how much you don't like shop. Yeah, Uh, it's only gradients of bad. But how bad is it? Boy, you know the most meaningful thing I did in shop class, and we had a really cool shop class. And the only meaningful thing I did in there was build uh, trusses out of straws. That was the only meaningful thing we did in shop. Wait, wait, you. Of like drinking straws. Yes, we had a whole like we had a semester's long the competition. What is Blue Springs doing? Not building, not making carpenters. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Listen, if your carpenter came from Blue Springs, Missouri, get out. 
that house is not ready, okay? It's not past an inspection, and if there's an earthquake... I can't believe my straw bridge collapsed. I did all the calculations right, in right. business calculus. Watch out, everyone. <laughs> the um, physics checked out. Yeah. So I will, I'll say uh, Cigar City's Maduro Brown. Uh, because like tastes like an ashtray, it like much an ashtray. like the shop class. Because should. it smells, it smells like a shop class. Mm-hmm. It has some of that like, but I like it. I mean, I enjoyed every minute of it, and honestly, it was a lot sweeter and more enjo- more enjoyable than brown ale should be. So I will say, Cigar City's Maduro Natty brown. Ice. Oh wow, very yeah. different, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. different paths. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I mean, everyone in the class is drinking that. Exactly. Yeah. Like I felt like that was the best way. Fair to enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, you're yeah. a producer, Ross. Uh, you know, to go with the business thing, uh, business typing. Which is a classic. What? Yeah. Uh, let's learn how to type. Oh, and like basic okay. computer stuff. Like, so just a fucking keyboarding class. But yeah. They yeah. called it business. Type. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. I love, I love how your schools just thought you could put business in the name. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Business physical education. Yeah. Business marching band. Right. When I, when I was, when I was injured, I went to the business nurse's office. Yeah. So, yeah. The the health insurance was insane. Yeah, you can just teach whatever the fuck you want. If you put business in front of it, yeah. business Shakespeare, business sleeping, right? Yeah, Biz- yeah. yeah like yeah. business biology. Here's what's funny: if we kept making that joke, we would land on business typing, and so that's the bit. Like we just, it's yep. a big circle. Uh, I business. do remember my teacher being a little too familiar, like bantering. You know the kind of teacher who banners with students. You mean like calls them sexual vanilla? Yeah, well, yeah, but like right. not even funny like that. Just uh, kind of like your back gets so straight and proud when you say it. <laughs> I am proud. Yeah. Oh my gossiping God. with yeah. the students and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, that that's all I remember from my business, business typing. typing. Yeah. You don't remember any of? The I mean, I did learn words. how to type. Like, right. yeah. Did so. you learn the QWERTY method? Yeah. Yeah. Do were we all taught QWERTY, and is that still how they teach typing? Do, I mean, that's what all keyboards typing? are. Who uses Dvorak? Dvorak. I don't know. Yeah. But do you even have to? Here, here's the thing. Do okay. you even have to teach the QWERTY method anymore? Because kids grow up with keyboards now. Like, yeah, they you don't even know. have no, to like, they, they, they figure out how to orient you your hand. Should see like some of the. Well, it's it's what happens when you separate uh, a people from like a plague. Only right. capitalism's done it. You should have seen some of the shit I've seen children's hands do. Uh, <laughs> some of like the weird pigeon like prototyping <laughs> methods, like hunting pack, and like right. I only use my pinky. Like playing Tetris. I hit the space car with my fucking nose every time. Just the wildest fucking hand contorting, like dual hacking, Xing your hand shit. It's it's bananas. So like, we should teach. Quite. I feel they like, all can type, but they all can type in different ways. Yeah. As and an it's aside, disconcerting. Yeah, the th- the things I've seen children's hands do that sounds like a Thomas Legatti novel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dark. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. I will tell you the fastest typer on my team, and I've got a team of people who work exclusively on websites. The fastest mm-hmm. typer on my team only uses her pointer fingers on both hands, mm-hmm. and it is the it is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It. She can type like probably 110 words a minute and it is just perfect, but it is all, it is all pointy. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Her fingers I had a are kid kinda, who like, did like the arthritis just, she's going to have. Right. I yeah. had a kid who just yeah. did claws. Just. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Uh, anyway. So what do I drink for business typing? Oh God. It's like you took two bland things and put them together to make them blander. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is the threeest three that ever three? I, well, I'm going to say, so I've been taking a different path here. I'm going to say angry orchard cider. Uh, it, it, it's portending to be alcohol. <laughs> 
but it, but yeah, you know, you can buy it in a bottle. Shit, I can't remember the name. What was that beer we drank a couple weeks ago that didn't exist? Oh my it's god, when it, Burke was here. It was just nothing. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Oh my god, look it up. It was like last episode or the episode before that. But it it was alarmingly vacant. Just. It'd be like buying a ticket to a football game and showing up and the stadium's empty. There's just nothing there and there's no explanation. It, it's confusing and kind of sublime at the same time. Was it the Todd Man Out Lager? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely a lager. It was yeah. just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, dead air, the taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, that's what I imagine business typing is. <clears throat> Okay. Anyways, yeah. Ethan Cordray, who also recently had a move. Wait, what did you drink for business typing? Oh, I said uh, uh, Angry Orchard Cider. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretending to be alcohol. Um, yeah. Uh, Ethan's about to have a move. Lots of moving these days, by the way. Weird. Uh, congr- people have been cooped up for over a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, con- pre-congrats to Ethan, who's going through this. And post-congrats to Toby again, assuming he's the one that moved and I didn't get this wrong. Anyways, we're going to get another beer. We'll be right back. Ross, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Pink Guava Funk from Prairie Artisan Ales, a sour ale with pink guava. So, Weird. Um, I'm not a huge fan of guava. I've never really. But if anyone can do it right. Uh, I trust Prairie to do anything. but Prairie Also, can't, since they've gotten past the flare. Yeah. Clock. Prairie can't fix guava is the problem. It's just it's just guava in there. Can and you pour that for me? I had it in the tap room. And I'll tell you, if there's the best way to have a beer, drink it in the tap room. Yeah. It's still a guava beer, guys. Uh, it's very sour on the front end. Yeah. It doesn't, not very much lingering. Um, the guava's not overwhelming, I, f- I feel like. Oh, it's not overpowering at all. It's yeah, actually really it, light. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a nice sour beer. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's drinkable. Mm-hmm. Well, compared to other guava beer, sure. I mean, I don't. Well, like I could drink sixteen of these. Like, yeah, I well, shouldn't. But um, well, we yeah, it's very only light. one way to know. It's, yeah, I'm, but I'm, the rating's yours, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like yeah. It's not good enough to be a four. Right? Yeah, it's three, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a three. Like There's it, nothing it, offensive about it. Yeah, but it's it's not like ooh one of those, you know, yeah, which yeah, I feel yeah. like you need at least for a four. You need that kind of yeah. like ooh. Yeah, yeah ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. I just yeah. want to point out, so far we have a two, a three, and a four. Have we ever had an episode that filled in the rainbow? Yeah. One to five? We've had rainbows. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm not positive. We've had so many episodes. Buddy, we've had rainbows. I know. It just feels weird. That Statistically, we at this point, it'd be weird if we didn't have rainbows. I don't know if that's the case. Because we, can, we can't have a full rainbow because we only rated them five points. Well, sure, but I don't know that we've we've won the, run the one to five gamut in an episode. I think we have. People will know. We can literally look like someone who has time. Please determine this for yeah, me. Yeah, not us because we're recording right now. I'm a trash <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I will not forget I said right. this after it is I gone. Won't, I, won't, I won't listen to this episode, yeah. let alone go do the math that I've asked for here. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, we're into Mix 6 Mock Draft slash armchair director tied for your number one vote getters this week and so therefore it is a mix six fusion it's the wave of the future people sean whalen suggests the phase anatomy film rights hey caleb tell them more about phase anatomy uh phase anatomy is a game about pretending to be doctors in a world of supernatural healing it's an rpg uh it is a general hospital if it was a telenovela cartoon yeah, mm-hmm. as a role-playing game. Medical melodrama mm-hmm. is the key word. And right. if you're interested in that, just head on over to Kickstarter and look for Phase Anatomy, a meta- melodramatic medical mystery, and mm-hmm. you can get yourself a copy right now. 
Sean Whalen suggests the Phase Anatomy film rights have been bought out from under Caleb, but the committee will let you suggest the crew that works on it. Pick a director, special effects artist, or specific film they worked on, a leading actor to sell the script, and a character actor to steal the show. Uh, so I'm really glad that they're asking me who to work on it this time and not just picking Zack Snyder. Right. So I want to say that much. Uh, it's a much, much approved change for yeah, yeah, yeah. products. <laughs> uh, we like having this creative control. Uh, so can I go first? I mean, it's almost as if you did the work to write the thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I, with that, so we said, should roll a die. I'll go yeah. ahead and take it. No, you go first. You go, are we starting with, are we starting with director? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the right pick. Yeah. And I didn't get that. So I'm going to have to make a supplementary secondary pick here. <laughs> but Guillermo del Toro, give, because part of the deal of Phase Anatomy, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, is that it blends kind of the natural and supernatural ailments which might befall a human or a non-human. And so it, uh, you would need someone who was naturally good at imagining what a, what a non-human ailment might look like, a mm-hmm. supernatural ailment. And if anybody has done... You need to be sympathetic for the scaly man. That's exactly right. And Guillermo and del Toro... With Guillermo, he'll at least be hot. He'll get he'll get the scaly that, man. That, that, that fish man will at least have cum gutters. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. That, whew, that <laughs> scaly man. <laughs> Ripped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thirsty in all the ways. Okay? <laughs> uh, so I don't get that. So instead, um, I'm not going to be able to win here on quality of effect so i'm gonna have to win on quality of adapting caleb's voice Mm. in a game Mm. and with that i would choose edgar wright oh okay he's one of the few people who is witty enough wry enough and quick enough to to bring to life the kind of wit that you instill in your games which i think is phenomenal by the way so i would say edgar wright now is this a mock draft in in a snake order yeah yeah you're up next okay so Next, and I'm going to tag in Ross for this one because I won't be able to name the specific artist. My, my, my gut instinct here was to say Tom Savini, but I don't want Tom Savini for special <laughs> effects. Instead, I want whoever did special effects for Total Recall. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and maybe that's tom savini i, I don't think know. that's I industrial like, light and magic probably yeah, yeah that feels right that was but like i want whoever CG. did right yeah. because you want you you either you want, want that old school you want the practical effects. that's exactly what you want the, you want the practical you know what effects. um i can't think of his name off the top of my head but uh if you want that kind of special effects you want the guy who did psycho Goreman and the void oh uh, yeah yeah Oh, uh, oh yeah, that uh, that stuff's real good. That yeah. Isakai, All right, full body rubber suit shit. Ross oh, and I yeah. are a team now. We're taking the per- mm-hmm. the whoever did Psycho Gorman. Okay, yeah. Yeah. all right. Um, I for special effects, I want it to be practical. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Jim Henson. Yeah, company. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Just make it Muppets, man. It really really depends on what. Yeah, Psycho Gorman. If you wanted an R rated comedy, or if uh, you wanted a PG, they that, can do R rated. I know. mean, it's just gonna be funnier. Yeah, it's Muppets. Uh, and it doesn't have to be actual Muppets, right. but just puppetry. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with some puppetry. Uh, g- give up on... Guillermo's the- down, that's for fucking sure. Give up on realism for authenticity. Yeah. I think Why? that's a good trade. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Uh, you're up next. Are we doing leading actor or character actor? So lead actor. Okay. Uh, I want to give somebody a chance to shine. Sure. In something I know they do well, but don't get to do enough. Uh, I think John Cena needs to be the leading oh, doctor. I think so he needs great. to be the... Hotshot surgeon that's the head of the team, mm. uh, being but he needs to be John Cena in any role because he is, uh, yeah. inherently ridiculous. Okay, uh, we also need to make sure that he is just absurd as a character in terms of his supernatural archetype. He right. needs to be a centaur or something with like 
a man pretending to be in a horse costume behind him because right. we are doing puppetry. Uh, and just, he is John Cena. <clears throat> yeah, it just needs to be as degrading as possible. <laughs> uh, so it's humorous to see this uh, enormous gorilla man doctor yeah. uh, that is uh, doing, you know, bad soap opera. Tics. So maybe a counterintuitive pick here for lead. Mm-hmm. But I think what you need for someone to pull off phase anatomy is someone who can both treat with total and genuine earnestness the seriousness of the medical ailment, despite the ridiculous of the medical ailment. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that that's that's the the, the uh, medical drama bit. right? Mm-hmm. And and maybe it's just a, a, a time bias thing, but someone who I believe absolutely could pull that off and is wonderful and should get every shot in the world. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is absolutely phenomenal hmm. all of the time. She pulled off uh, that role in WandaVision with such serious. So she leaned into both sides of WandaVision <laughs> in both. I am in a 60s sitcom and also I am earnestly trying to tell you that you are a witch that's about to break the world and I have serious implications. <laughs> Navigating both sides mm-hmm. of that, I am in I Love Lucy and also this is a serious consideration for the universe's well-being. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of like the the line one would need to walk here in terms of phase anatomy. So I would say Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second, or who, what do we need next? Yeah, uh, character, actor. character actor. I got this, I know. Okay, Ross and I are a team, so he gets two. Okay, uh, Matthew Barry. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. Honestly, I would just get the entire cast of Dark Place, but like, we'll start with Matthew Barry. Yes. That yeah. would be good. Oh, I love him so much. Richard uh, Iodi. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Holness. Yeah. No, all of them. Him but sc- yeah, Matthew him Barry. screaming especially. bat before he turns into a bat <laughs> in What We Do in the Shadows is the best thing on television right now. Yeah. Absolutely. That one, the episode in season two where he, go, he starts, he runs a bar. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'll think of it. Anyways. Nothing's as good as Witch Hat. <laughs> Cursed Witch Hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something Dakota or Montana. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, anyways, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, Okay, keep going. Caleb, who are we picking for character actor? Uh, well, I'm going to have to give him something, uh, because I'm, I'm making a lot of very Jackie Daytona. Choices. Sorry, Jackie Daytona. I had to say it out loud. Okay, Caleb, keep going. <laughs> okay, uh. So I'm going to give him something, but the key in Hollywood is to give him something without giving him something. That's so, right. Uh, I, I got I have to pull from Snyder, who was the director of my first project, right. Netflix. Right. Uh, and we're just going to use Tig, just Tig Nataro. Oh, sure. Yeah. From her house, um, the deadpanity of Tig Nataro's inability to express emotion is going to be a perfect straight man counterpoint mm-hmm. uh, to the rest of the actors and the crew. You, you need a Ramus on your cast to have the comedy. Yeah. And, uh, She's it. So there we go. Yeah, there it is. Anyways, we've just cast Phase Anatomy. Uh, tickets go on sale on an Alamo draft here, a draft house near you soon. And on that note, don't forget you can always vote on Twitter or on the Discord hashtag Team Caleb or hashtag Team Spross. <laughs> Rinser. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Spross. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get more beer. I don't need more beer. I'm gonna get more beer. We'll you be right get back. That more beer. Spencer, what are you drinking? So this is brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing in Fort Worth, <laughs> Texas. And mm-hmm. I'm saying all that so that you adequately understand as a listener of the show what's coming next. This is Best Made, M-A-I-D, 
spicy pickle beer. Caleb, before I even opened it, said, I'm not trying that. I'm not so, touching that. Yeah. That looks disgusting. Along the bottom of the I'll can. I'll try it. I'll try it. Along well, yeah, the bottom of the can, it says, <laughs> it says made in Texas by Texans. <laughs> Man. And nothing has ever turned uh, yeah, off quicker. Yeah, the, nothing says flavor like Texas. Ugh. Yeah, my friend uh, Chris uh, brought this from Texas. He was visiting. and uh, Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I am going to mess with Texas. Texas, <laughs> you're on notice. Your beer's terrible. And I know you're a big state, and I know some of you are going to probably say, hey, well, I have a good bar. There's a good local brewery. But then send me that shit, because yeah. otherwise you have shit to answer for, because yeah. you, you have too much land. Right. You have too much land and too many people to have beer that shitty and awful. Yeah. So if this is part of it, yeah. you're on notice. The whole state. You're mm-hmm. on mixed six probation. It's also it's also a malt beverage made with natural flavor. Well, so, yeah, I don't yeah. think the the pickle brews well. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, here we go. Go maybe. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> the nose. I'm not even gonna smell it. I, I will throw up. <laughs> oh boy, this is such a terrible fucking. Oh boy. I'm actually moving my computer out of the way. The noise smells like the nose is like a pickle stored in a hot car. Um, <laughs> Well, that's one way to make them spicy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the face are making. You put the one in there right uh, now. Oh my god. I mean, hey, you turn away from the microphones. Oh my god. You it turn was... away from the microphones when you drink that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Thank you for caring about my <laughs> yeah. microphones. Oh, not even not even words, huh? That's not. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't do it. I oh. that Pick, pickle belongs in nothing alcohol. Oh, oh my god! Not to mention why? Pickle. Why would you do this? I'm. <clears throat> I mean, oh, okay. oh. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't linger as long as Malort. It seems like it's taking the cake. It might be a new champion. It hangs around <laughs> and Ugh. it has ugh. it has ended up in a spicy pickle on the uh, you you have become the spicy. i need some tums <laughs> like uh yeah i can't feel good in the stomach. well that's awful you gonna finish that one fuck you <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible I mean, that's one of the worst things I've ever consumed. It simultaneously s- tastes of snot and, and heat. So that's a one. Yeah, that, uh, Texas, you're on notice. This you, re- is, you redeem yourself or we build a wall around you. This no beer can get out. <laughs> one of the onest of ones I've ever had on the show. It, it is a top five one. <laughs> and it's just there. It's just lingering. You're still in pain. It might be one one. Oh, my God. Is it that spicy? It's so yes, it, it honestly there is some burn to it. Yeah, and, I can feel it in my throat right now. Like it's just there. And I'm not, I ain't looking for that shit. No, some thank funky you. saltiness. Yeah. So it's just like a triple, <laughs> extremely ramp. briny. Yeah. Yes, oh. so much brine. And I would drink a pickle. Go. Ugh, I can't talk. <laughs> I know this is an audio. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that you drank the leavings the of that uh, used to. <laughs> Leech the flavor out of pig bun. I hate that. Um, <laughs> I hate that. If someone introduced beer to me with that, I would never touch beer again. Yeah, man. Scared straight. Talk hey, we found a new way to keep, get kids <laughs> yeah. off alcohol. That's right. 18. That's right. Okay, here, here's you your can first. drink all you want. You drink six of these. Right. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, kill your drink, oh. Yeah, drink a six-pack of those in one sitting, and you you can drink legally at whatever age. <laughs> yeah. So no one can... Molly's the only person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the food challenge people are the only people who can I am so unhappy. I was so excited. Like, I... It was like, I felt for a moment like what I imagine the people going on a Maddie, American Gladiators felt like. Like, I am going to beat them. I'm going to scale that wall. Oh, you thought you could down that. <clears throat> I'm going to run through that fucking mate. I'm going to miss all the tennis balls. I'm going to swing on that joust. And then I got in there and I was like, this laser guy like is Icarus. big. You yeah. flew too close to the yeah. pickled sun. Boy. <laughs> uh, so I can't talk about anything. So whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's humanity's fight. And mm-hmm. an anonymous person, for some reason, has asked us, uh, the modern person's mindset is based on a process of demographic discipline and punishment begun in the early enlightenment to create the necessary populations for capitalism. Given that all modern scientific and industrial progress has been made, or at least contextualized under this mindset, would a revolutionary system require the reanalysis of all knowledge, or can we use the master's tools to our own end? Spencer. Are we fucking doing your thesis there? This dude? this beer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my take on all of this. Did you did you listen to the question? I, I did. And I read it even in preparation for this pod. Listen. I don't know who wrote this. It's an interesting question, I think, maybe. Uh, I don't know what I've done over the last four and a half years to make you think I'm that whatever. I'm that smart, but I'm not. So uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, burn it all down. Start over. Hit the reset button. Don't drink pickle beer. That's kind of I mean, I, that's kind of my take. Here. I don't know, man. Like, honestly, the At whole day, spicy pickle. The beer. whole day's been kind of staccatoed by this uh, whole bit. I, I was just like leaning into it. I was here to get drunk. And now my whole thinking around alcohol has been reshaped. OK, uh, well, I'll be honest. If you'd put your name on it, I might have forged through out of like some bond to our backers. Right. But at this point, the hilarity of reading that question aloud and you saying I can't do philosophy right now, I just drank a spicy pickle beer is too funny. And I think the segment's done. I think we're just finished. I'm good with that. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna go, Sorry. I'm gonna go Bye, Anonymous. It's it's one of the worst things we've had on the show. I don't drink anymore, and I know we have the rules. I know. But it's one of the worst things we've ever had on the show. And it's not worse like, oh, that's bad. It's worse like someone intentionally made poison, and it poisoned me. All right, I'm not going to taste it well. I'm not going to smell it. Because yeah, that'll make me not do it. Don't smell yeah. it. <laughs> that's just prolonging your suffering. Yeah. Okay. All right, here. <sighs> I believe in you. You can do this. <sighs> God, I'm doing like bad ladies chugs. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't want to try this at all. Oh, no, so no, no, no. It's terrible. The and worst part is that away. Texas is on the mouth. Yeah. As yeah. if it's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> I've eaten three peanut butter cookies Wrap your and it's lips still around not gone. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, it came out. Oh, it came out into his hand. Oh, yeah. Yep. Came out into his hand. Yep. He's now carrying it. Nope. Headphones are on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I wish we had video. Yep. Yep. Why? Spit up in the trash can. <laughs> yep. Uh, you have water. Right. Best, <laughs> best made spicy pickle beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We lost him. Yeah. Like, I will drink the Lord, but. No, uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's the first time someone's thrown up in their hand. Well, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I will not. I would drink my Lord, but I would. I would. I would finish a bottle of Lord before yes. I drank a can of that. Absolutely. Yeah. It won't go away. No. Yeah. No. 
It will go away. The peanut butter cookies don't help. Ugh, fuck. It just tastes like spicy booger peanut butter cookie in my oh, mouth now. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. Ugh. Truly offensive. <laughs> Intentionally so. Still recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. After an amount of recovery, Caleb, what new beer are you drinking? Yet yeah, are we going to post that at the end, or when are we doing that? I don't. I don't know that we should ever post that. Yeah. Oh no, we're definitely posting. They that. convinced me to try it, and it is. Uh, it beat Leaky Roof. It's yes. one of the worst things I've ever put in. My Correct. Mouth. Yes. Hands down. Offensive. I've horrible. Had, I've had poo in there. Yeah. Yeah. Poo's better. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poo hurts less. That was. <laughs> yeah. Was I can believe that. Truly yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. This job. Uh, uh, well, you got your rainbow. Right. Yes. Except for a five. Right. We just need a five now. We need a great one. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to be drinking uh, because I've recovered from my weakness of not drinking the uh, spicy yeah. uh, pickle goza. Uh, and I did it on the air and then threw up in Ross's house. Yeah. Yeah. He made it to a trash can. <laughs> I was spitting up more. Like, you right. didn't like. Yeah. 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 regurgitate anything it was already yeah. it was just in your mouth but. yeah well i th- i would have regurgitated had i let it go any further yeah exactly, um yeah. that that is absolutely what would have happened. yeah i let it go all the way <laughs> yeah that was the mistake it's in there my uh now only my tongue and teeth are damaged yeah. rather than my entire esophageal lining. Uh, uh anyway i'm gonna drink something that has to be better i haven't it tried it yet yeah it has to be better statistically speaking first be off better. it's from toby not chris farmer official enemy of the podcast yeah <laughs> Enemy number one of the mix six uh, to be detained on site. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, but anyway, it's from Chin Tab Brewing, the open sales Imperial Sour with lemon, key lime, and grapefruit. I like key lime. Mm-hmm. Lemon and grapefruit seems, I mean, I guess I get this, the citrus of it. Grapefruit feels like it'd be too bitter in there, but uh, most grapefruit doesn't ever get there. So I suppose yeah, why not? I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. You should, yeah. I mean, that's how we do this. I like the can design. It's very, yeah, I do too. It's very, it's fun. Yeah. Fun. That's how I, I would have it. a party in that can. Yeah. God, I'm still, it's like a postcard to a nice it vacation spot. 16 yeah. ounces of good vibes. Oh, good vibes here. Huh? I like that. I'm pro good vibes. Yeah, you want some of that? I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Give it a pour. I'm anti uh, pickle beer, uh, spicy pickle beer, best made. Pro good vibes though. Give me an air. Give me an air. Uh, yeah, it's pretty tasty. Oh, it's got a good nose. That might be a five for me, and I'm not just saying that for the rainbow. It, it's it's low five, but it's very good. Do you know what it smells like? It smells like a lifesaver's fruit chew. Tastes a little bit like it too, mm. uh, but not like overly saccharin, which mm. is something we've run into earlier. Yeah. God, we've run um, the gamut in this episode. But it is too cool. sweet. You too, can drink more than one of those, right? Oh, too sour. Oh boy, that is real tasty. Oh my, that's real tasty. I would fuck one of those up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's five. Yep, rainbow. So drinkable. That is. That oh, is. Oh like yeah, a, that's nice. That's, that's like pleasant. a. That's like yeah. a, a a seasonal sprite flavor. Yeah. Like if someone was like, "Hey, tropical sprites available," mm-hmm. I would be like, "Okay, let me hit that up, though." We did it, and it's pride. Look at us go. Look at us go Look on us Pride. Go. Rainbow on Pride. Topical. All right. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? 
Well, uh, uh, I know that last question felt very important. But yeah, this we really question, covered that exhaustively. This question philosophically feels even more important okay. from Evan the Wagon Guy. If you had the opportunity to get a second set of arms attached to you for free, would you take it up? Mm. Mm. Deep question. He just went out and said it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, just man. he just said what everyone said was the thinking. quiet part out loud. All right, um, man. There's just so many variables. Out there's there. a lot to consider here. Like a wagon full, like mm-hmm. enough that it would be difficult to walk around a convention space. I'd be dragging so many variables. That's exactly right. Uh, Could be inconvenient for others. Yes. Uh, so, is my brain different? No. Like, because like, well, it would have to be yeah. if you can operate the arms, because otherwise they're just like dangling uh, there vestigial. are freaking out independently right. like so yeah. like they got to be attached to my brains but like do i have the capacity to like be doing four things with them yeah yeah because then hands down well actually four hands up yes right. uh right. i would i would extra volunteer for that yeah because that would rule like you'd be so productive right you could grab so many things you could learn like general grievous fucking uh fucking right star war battle but things with lightsabers you're- that would rule. But you need the processing power to operate one. Otherwise, you just have, like, a set of arms, and then you have to, like, let those go down. Yeah. And then think about the other set of arms. Right. And, like, you probably don't use them as much, right. so they're probably going to be, like, weak and sickly. Yep. And that doesn't sound good. That just sounds like it's in the way. I yeah. agree. I think I think if it doesn't come with the mm-hmm. attendant processing power, right? So I think about, like, man, you could type a lot more. But if the keyboard isn't bigger. Well, I mean, if you think it, look at You people, could win so many push-up contests. Yeah, twice the push. You'd be banned for push-up contests. Yeah, I mean, nonsense. That's right. that's ableism. Yeah, all right. Would okay. Um, I'm not saying it would be right, but they would. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I just don't. Now, How keep, great keep, would you be at slap fights? You would also ban. Get the two for no banned. <laughs> yeah, I think anything wherein uh, you know your you'd be arms, banned from pretty much all sports. Yeah, you would have except to for be. running. Right. Well, even then, you know, you got to because then it actually might be a little bit. It might slow you down. Yeah. Well, the, that's why they let you. The in. wind drag. Right. Yeah. The extra weight. Um, if you were also, big and played football, that'd be intimidating as all like, alignment. It would. Yeah, like, it would. can you imagine being a running football. back and then like Shiva just Tack- tackling a couple of guys? Ban from football. Right. Yeah, like um, Kali comes for you. Yeah. Ban, ban, ban. Um, <laughs> you would though uh, also have to replace all your shirts. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fifteen dollars. Right. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think we could. Yeah, I'm not super crazy about a lot of my shirts. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to have them custom made. It's not like there's an industry of forearm. Shirts out well, there. no, but uh, if you're Look, going, sleeveless. I don't have to work again. I could just be an extra in sci-fi movies for the rest of my life doing forearm. You, you could also be a mascot for Four Hands Brewing. Imagine that. That's you sponsorship. Could. Yeah, you yeah, could. And business flex. If you're going sleeveless, just cut holes, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, there is no business flex quite like being the only guy in the room with four arms. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like, true. Goro comes in in a yeah. business suit. You're going to say no, right? Really. But good I th- luck. I think an important <laughs> distinction there is: what if it's not Goro, but it's just me with two more arms? Like that. Honestly, then, also another factor: how big are the arms? Right. Are we talking like Quato, right. like vestigial no. T-Rex shit? Are we talking like are they bigger and better than my current arms? Control they- C, Control V for your arms. <laughs> okay, it's copy paste. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Huh. Uh, I don't. I don't want two more of these things hanging off of me. Are they symmetrical? You know? No, I don't. They're symmetrical, like. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. In, well, in the like, same way, we just, these arms we just are sort of assumed that right. they're they're 
symmetrical in the same way our current arms right. are. Yeah. What if they're symmetrical on a different no, axis? I don't. I don't think this is like Sid what, from Toy Story. Yeah. What if yeah. you got like a helicopter arm situation right. where are no, like? I'm, what I'm if they're all on one side, just below? They, they would not. Do right. That. Just below. That's a monkey paw shit. Come right. on. Hey, got, there's too many variables here. You have to assume good faith from the uh, Mix Six listeners. You you sound like a man who would die very quickly in Wishmaster. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Fair. I'll cop <laughs> right. that. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not prepared for the Wishmaster scenario. Yeah, right. well, right. And you feel like a fool now, don't you? you no. Know, <laughs> coming coming from Evan the wagon guy, you know, a lot of monkey paw possibilities there. You yeah. know, you're bringing a wagon into a con. You never know what's going to happen. He might have reason to seek revenge on one of us. Hey, at least you. Any problem? Stokes. You'll never be unarmed. You. Hey, oh. Um, you know, I, I, I'm probably a no on this one. Uh, I suppose that if it came with the attendant processing power and you could find a way to monetize it, that wasn't just, look, I've got two other arms, you know, like carpenter or something, then maybe. Yeah. I want the additional processing power for my brain. I want a similar symmetry. Right. And I want uh, them to be the same size or larger than my current arms. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm all in. But after, but I have to well, imagine if they were bigger and you could like just walk on like gorilla style on your second set of arms. Yeah, that would fucking rule. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You I kick some know. dude's ass while you're playing Switch with your uh-huh. regular arms, yeah. like that would rule. Yeah, again, though, <laughs> you got you got to think about the extra grooming here. Oh, wait, what if they're nails. like octopus arms that you can control them, but they have a mind of your own if you aren't consciously doing? Yeah, that. that's why I need the processing power, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't want them like going no, on idle hands. I, I don't think this is like a Doc Ock situation where they're just where they're just my second set of arms. I feel they'd be doing face waterfalls, like just to other people, just like <laughs> subconsciously. Right. Yeah, just like putting right. their fa- hand on people, reading face. them. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Just like uh, Nick Cage and Face Off. Yeah, my redundant arms are actually registered sex offenders. I'm sorry about that. They keep touching people on the face right. whenever I go into right. public. It's really a problem. I think I, I think I'm out on four arms, guys. Yeah, I think I'm in. They've the never done anything guy. creepy. They just really like the film Face Off, and they just. Uh, um, yeah. you know what? I I would do it just again as a podcaster. It'd be my arm, my arm, and my arms. Uh, right. So, right. Uh, yeah. I, they, that's a new podcast. Very right. original title. Huh. You could do your own. Uh, you could do your own puppetry. Yeah, you could be like your entire. Own oh yeah, it could be. Well, I, you, yeah, you can kind of do your own puppetry. You've heard of that's how puppetry exists. Now yeah, but like you're your tubers. you're your own ensemble cast. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In theory, four of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You could do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Obviously, Splinter's out, but just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. You couldn't fight a Shredder. I mean, you'd need somebody. Well, else Splinter's not mobile. You could put a foot up there. That's just that's true. Wearing a splinter, just rest. Yeah, what do you do for Shredder the, though? You got to tag somebody in for Shredder. Well, Shredder starts always by injuring one of the turtles. Oh, oh, and then yeah. the other three defeat him. Right. Because that's the power of You just do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, where one of them's in a bathtub, depressed, <laughs> yeah. and then the other three are fighting <laughs> one's, Shredder. One's always in the bathtub. Right. Yeah, totally reasonable. Actually, us. if that's the, if I could do a traveling Ninja Turtle show inspired <laughs> by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie, one, not two or three, Turtles in Time isn't worth referencing, uh, the, well, the third one's just not good. Yeah, no. The second one, though, great. With also, Reyes, also, we wouldn't have to worry about the bathtub because, like, if you're going on the road for your four armed puppet dream, I'm going right. with you, brother. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I will be there to help out. I, I appreciate tickets. That. Yeah, I can be Shredder, whatever right. you need. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, and you just think about how much easier driving would be. Maybe I mean you could be driving and looking at your phone. No, I guess you. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, don't let me have a second set of arms. It sounds dangerous. <clears throat> well, Evan. 
thank you for that deep and meaningful question. It's the most philosophical thing we've been asked today. Mm-hmm. And on that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go throw up in Ross's bathroom again, and <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna get to drunk enough. Producer Ross, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Smile Grenade uh, Double IPA from Specter Ops. Arts. Arts. Yeah. Specter Ops is a board game. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, uh, Specter Arts. He's drinking it. It's got sort of like a punky '80s pink hand grenade on the front. It's not bad as IPAs go. Yeah. Uh, a bit of citrus. Um, the bitterness isn't that bad. I'd give that a three out of five. It's well, that uh, that Chaos Magician was pretty good, too. So. Yeah. Uh, is that Chaos. also from Spectre? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They appear to know what they're doing IPA-wise. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I think I've also been turning around a little more on IPAs. Um, well, I think other people have turned around a little bit more on IPAs as well. I think. Oh. I think well, I had the hazy little, uh, what was it? Hazy little thing? Hazy little thing yeah. recently. I poured it out into a glass, I yeah. think, which helped. But, yeah, it helps uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it was fine. Yeah. Like, I don't. And of course, zombie dust. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the bitterness uh, arms race is winding down. I think. Yeah, I think people are just trying to make them that taste good that you can drink more than one of. You know? Okay, well, yeah, maybe we'll see. Little uh, column A, little column B. But hazy, hazy little thing's been around forever. Anyway, um, how you doing, Spence? That beer was so bad. <laughs> and the pickle, I spicy it, pickle. Honestly, it sobered me up. It's it's the equivalent of smelling salts. Like I was just getting hammered here, and now I'm sad. <laughs> and have acid reflux. Yeah, we we talked about it, and I said that I thought if we drank that in the first six, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> That's our John Connor moment. The fucking oh, no. spicy pickle beer comes out of time and preempts us. It can't be reasoned with. I'm like, it can't be stuck. I'm like sculling blue moons over here just to get back into the habit of drinking beer. <laughs> Just to do something normal again. So, you know, it's something. Um, All this does bring me to normal. Yeah. Occasionally, I still get a little in my mustache, and I just, I've never been more upset that I have a mustache. Yeah, so, we might need to shave in between. Yeah. Oh, no. It truly ruins the concept of beer for me. <laughs> and I've had so many. Anyways, uh, Caleb Warner, drunk enough. What are we talking about? Um, well, economics is bullshit. Uh, but I was recently reading uh, Ministry for the Future, and uh, I've done a lot of economics stuff for red markets, uh, but they presented this economic idea that I wasn't familiar with called Jevons Paradox. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk about it, and I don't know who else I could talk to it about. except. Well, give it a shot. I Googled it when I saw it in the doc and read about it. Yeah. I found it fascinating. Yeah, so Jevons Paradox is the idea that, like, anytime human beings increase efficiency, which on its face would be uh, there so you could use less resources to create more productivity, um, which is the reason you do things to make it more efficient. Um, What Jevons Paradox has discovered is that humans don't do that. Um, Every time we make a uh, semiconductor that runs computers computers more efficiently, you spend more time running the computers than you ever have before. You make a better coal engine, you burn more coal than you ever have before. Right. Uh, build a uh, better engine for miles per hours on cars. Yeah. There's more time on the road than ever before. Right. Um, So the sort of economic idea of Jevons paradox that is never addressed because economists 
don't actually do anything. They just describe how an awful system continues to be awful. Uh, but his, his basic premise is that there's no such thing as efficiency. Right. Um, even though that is the primary thing that businesses and capitalism chases, even though they talked about efficiency, efficiency is there by definition to do less work. Um, and when you increase efficiency and every single time, yeah. like a uh, sociological constant, then increase productivity to the point that the efficiency um, increases are obliterated mm -hmm. and even um, outpaced when you increase the economy of scale. Right. He, his argument was that efficiency is a word, but it is not an idea that is capable of being pursued in capitalism yeah. because uh, everyone always, the, the, the time is never saved yeah. and time is a pivotal point right. in literal the formula for efficiency. Yeah. If I might say it a slightly different way. <clears throat> Capitalistically, efficiency is never an end. It is a means. Well, it, it's always where, canceled out by the need of capitalism right. to endlessly, constantly grow. Yeah. Like It is a um, maladaptive coping mechanism right. rather than uh, anything that increases things along. Yeah. Which is not to say that I'm like um, planning to go to the Friedman School or anything like that. Um, but the reason I brought it up is that that book's about climate change. And it's talking about it in the terms of degrowth and stuff. But it just occurred to me, um, especially having quit teaching. Yeah. Uh, and this is like my wah, first. Wah, wah. This is my first week as a uh, full time writer. And until Chris Farmer came back into our lives, it was going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, we. I've been kind of thinking about that because I feel sort of adrift. Like I'm not doing enough. Like I need to do more. There it is. Um. But what I'm finding yeah. is that uh, I don't need to no. um, because the Patreons are going really well. And yeah. Kickstarter is doing very well. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not working. I'm, I'm working like seven, eight hours a day. Yeah. It's just I'm being much more efficient because I am not wasting it commuting. I'm right. not wasting my effort on things that have no return whatsoever. Right. Uh, I can see things develop. Yeah. Um, and so I've been very actively being like, well, I've done two hours worth of work. I'm going to go read on the porch. Yeah. Or I'm going to go take a walk. Um, and, I, and I found it sort of comforting because, like, I, I fully admit to having that sort of rise and grind Puritan yeah. work ethic yeah. beaten into me. Yes. And I think I'm not alone in that in this podcast. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I think that sort of hacked my brain into thinking about it from the economic term is just like. Yeah, the thing you're pursuing doesn't exist in the system you're in. Right. Like, it literally can't. It, efficiency is not a thing that is allowed to happen in capitalism. Yeah. Um, so uh, you need to resist this impulse uh, as long as you possibly can. That's right. Before um, growing yourself into more alienation and discomfort. Right. You, yeah. you have just walked into a setting where you can now, for the first time, rethink a number of variables that don't have a lot of rethinkability in your old life, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can rethink success. You can rethink time. You can rethink productivity. Health. I mean, health, right. All of these things were static, hemmed-in concepts in your previous life. Well, I can't... It's been two weeks now, and I can't wake up after 5.30, and it doesn't matter what right. happens. Right. Like, if I'm up till 1, I'm up at 5.30. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that can be done. Right. I am just solely. Give habitual. it time. Yeah. I, I hope so, right. but I am yeah. so. It, it's brutal because, like, I have shit to do. Like, I need to email people and call folks and yeah. stuff, and I'm up. But there's only so much I need to write every day or That's can right. write every day before my brain dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's like 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. People are still not up and about. Yeah. Or I can't go run errands or something like that. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's been really incompatible. Yes. Uh, but it's just stuff left over from being on impulse. Um, and, but like, yeah, the sort of, uh, I like the book. I haven't finished it, but, uh, it's probably worth it alone just for the Devon's paradox. Yeah. Like, sort of like, um, beautiful mind hacked its way around my anxiety. Like, yeah. Hey, that thing you feel like guilty for not pursuing is actually mathematically impossible. Like, you know, the formula, right. You, you know, how to calculate efficiency. If time is. Yeah. Never a variable that changes, <laughs> then efficiency is not a number that exists. Right. Uh, it's just a different made up bullshit. Yeah. And in some ways it's, it's a, it's a, an informed way of talking about stuff that we've covered in this segment on this podcast in the past, which is monetizing free time and having mm. guilt or shame for not working in something that looks or smells like some Puritan model. And, you know, once you, um, I think once you start to unlock in your brain a little bit, the idea that like output is output and it's in some ways it might be better to set a criteria for success for the day. And once you've reached that criteria for success, regardless of how much input or the time of input it took you to get there, the day is a successful day. Then, then you can really start to play with what a day looks like. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and, and it's, it's. I don't know that it's something that humans can easily do, surrounded by people who also don't see things that way. I mean, I think this is a thing best done in a in a, in a vortex in some ways. Because well, I also know that it's like um a, a position of absolute privilege, hundred percent. Um, and I acknowledge that it's not everything something can do. Um, uh, and I acknowledge that I'm really lucky to have even temporarily gotten an escape from that sort of grind. Uh, but yeah, at the same time. Uh, I do think it's useful to think about because I do think um, maybe more people find themselves in my sort of slacker, eh, it's good enough situation than they think. Uh, And they could sort of degrowth and maybe not get that promotion or take that second job or something like that. Um, And uh, I think that, I think that's the golden parachute of our time, the golden cage, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Which isn't the same as like, I bought my McMansion and I have bad credit. It's not the same. And I'm underwater on it. It is very much the, I'm a millennial. I'm so used to scraping by on nothing. Right. Now that I don't have nothing, I'm going to start working like I was raised in the fucking depression. Because I was, but I just am not allowed to say so and everyone hates me for it. Yeah. Uh, Well, it is is um, mentally, cognitively, it is a weird transit. So So I think people make themselves into sort of traps. Like, yes. I, I think my neighborhood, for instance, is made of people who trapped themselves. Yes. They got to a certain level, even though they maybe didn't do the high school, but they did. Right. They did like, um, y- you know, trade electricity or, yeah. or they did some in plumbing and trades. But then they bought a fucking boat mm-hmm. that is a giant money hole that sits in their driveway. Yep. And is literally just there to keep them precarious. Yeah. Uh, whereas if they just yep. did something that wasn't like that. Right. <laughs> they, if they didn't increase their needs yeah. are increased they wouldn't have no yeah and i'm really going to try and go as long as i can to live I, small and just do as little i as now possible. i now run two companies mm-hmm. both of which are doing very well i manage a bunch of people and in terms of hours per week i'm not actually working that much more in fact some weeks i work less because mm-hmm. i have found over years of study what my sweet spot for high yield high impact time is and I I give that high impact, high yield time every week, and that is not, to your point, an excuse to de- to then stretch myself to try to do even more high impact, high yield time. I have found a sweet spot. I activate that sweet spot, and then 
at 3 p.m., I fuck off and go get drinks. All right. You know, and also we have not overextended ourselves in terms of means such that it doesn't matter if I go do more because we're living comfortably in the world we've built for ourselves. And that to me feels like making it like finding a sweet spot for yourself, figuring out how to do it effectively, and then not living beyond in either of those directions. Because I think there are a lot of people, and I especially know, I you know a lot of people, I know a lot of people who have that founder mentality. They find high impact, high yield time, and they're like, well, that means I can do even more. Mm-hmm. And I look at that, and I'm like, that means I can do exactly what I need to do as efficiently as possible, and then fuck off and drink beer. And that's what I want out of this life. Uh, and, and, I, and I'm happier having leaned into that mode than the other mode. Cause I tried the other mode for a while. And honestly, I was miserable. I was excited for two weeks and then I spent like two years just like fucking bleeding out of my eyes. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that, um, for me, it's also like the reason you would want to keep grinding constantly would be this idea of security. Well, I don't own a home yet. Well, right. I'm not going to be able to retire. Um, and one thing that, I cannot recommend, but COVID did to me anyway, is that I don't have any illusions about that right now. Right. Best case scenario, I'm either still healthy enough to dig a ditch or they're letting me do like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, administration work for the windmillification of the ruins Mm. of Nixa Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck Mm -hmm. climate apocalypse Mm. comes at us. Mm. That's the best case scenario is going to happen for my retirement is I get wrapped up into whatever right. WPA last right. breath project we do to try and make the country not yeah. collapse uh, and have a sense of purpose. Uh, but anything south of that, right. I ain't going to retire. I'm not going to see some right. McMansion. Why strive for those things that even if I did earn would be taken away from me? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you live through 2020 and don't think it would, yeah, you're fooling. Yourself. Whatever social <laughs> safety net I've been contributing to is not for me. I yeah. get that at this point. So everything which is not is to say just, I'm not going to like save for retirement at all, or I'm going to like carpe diem live for the day. But like, I'm not going to freak out about not owning a house or not having a 401k and shit because like, holy shit, it could be Venus in 20 years. <laughs> I'm not going to give a fuck when right. when Joss Holly suspends uh, the government. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be worried about student loan debt. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the, the, the global takeaway here is right sized, right? Like as mm-hmm. much, as much, as much as you can recognizing it's a privileged consideration. Yeah, right size, not right. Everything you can. Yeah. yeah. Right sizing all of the inputs and outputs has been as much a part of my trajectory over the last couple of years as figuring out how to be more efficient because sometimes being more efficient just means figuring out what a high impact, high yield contribution is and then getting out of the fucking way. Mm-hmm. Um, right you, size. You know, um, when you're talking about uh, explaining the the paradox, Jevons paradox, um, what came to mind to me was actually the sort of truism that I heard when I was, I worked in uh, fast food briefly well, for a couple of years. And it was like, you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's the sort of root of it. We right. got more efficient, being workers, but like right. the management would decide to fill your time. Oh, you've got time now. Yeah, you've got yeah. time. Well, we instead of giving you that time back or right. anything like that, we're just going to make you do. Well, fast food's a perfect example yeah. because um, you have these increases in efficiency mm-hmm. um, that could basically eliminate the entire workforce of fast food. Like the the electronic and robotic technology right now, you don't need a person at McDonald's. You need one engineer to run an entire McDonald's for an entire place, and that could be better run by a machine. Um, and yet. And I'm not saying we should fire all those people, but that efficiency did nothing to increase the time in that person's life, right. except for fire them completely. 
Um, but like the the employment level is like all the foods cooked mm-hmm. by the same person, and that's completely unnecessary. Well, you it, can literally do all of that with a machine. Well, yeah. it's it that the ideology is not just on the workers' part; it's on the management's part. Oh and yeah, that, definitely. That's oh, what's yeah. driving it. Yeah. And like like that's why efficiency is is a game because like management, like it's the whole work. Yeah, because like thing. if they're yeah. not going to cold heartedly fire yeah. you for the sake of efficiency to lower their overhead, right? Um, then they're going to make you do a job that is literally bullshit. A well, job that you've literally been automated. <laughs> why? Why is there a drive to get back uh, to get away from work from home now? Uh, even though, like, it's been proven that yeah. work from home is just as efficient, exactly. just as just, in fact, beneficial to the company because you have less office space, yes. time, you have all this other benefits, but less like, overhead. But the leadership of the company wants to have workers to manage so they feel productive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's ideological. Well, well, and let me offer you a slightly more nuanced take there. Okay. Uh, because this is something that I work with a lot of companies on, and I talk to a lot of business owners about this. In a lot of instances, I won't say all, I won't speak categorically, but in a lot of instances, the re- a lot of people, the, the hard work of management is, uh, is setting expectations and outcomes and then managing people to those expectations and outcomes. And so and I first stopping. Yeah. And I, yeah. And so <laughs> and I stopping right there the right. second they meet. That. And I firmly believe that uh, a lot of managers are never given the coaching or the training they need to manage to outcomes and expectations. Cause it's hard. You have to have tough mm-hmm. conversations with people. You have to communicate clearly. You have to communicate often. And so what gets supplemented for that is micromanagement. It's management by walking around. Hey, did I see you in a seat today? If so, you were doing your job. And, um, and so part of the it's problem cargo is culture. that's exactly right. Yeah. We, we, we have not prioritized in our Peter principle model, model of management, we have not prioritized giving managers and leaders the skills they need, which is setting expectations, managing to expectations, providing clear feedback, having difficult conversations. Most managers think management is walking around with a checklist and going like, well, you are here on time or you weren't, therefore you're doing or not doing a good job. And it's hard work, but it's more high yield work. And and, and it's it's better work for employees because it means if you did if you did all of the the high outcome, high impact things you needed to do in 20 hours this week, great, fuck off. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll see you next week when we start again. It, but that requires a high level of nuance and communication. And if you're not trained to do that, then it's impossible to accomplish because you end up with people just not working. And uh, and I know this because we've encountered it firsthand. And it's tricky. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's the model we've built for ourselves. And it is a model which expressly prioritizes the the, the conflict you've identified, Caleb. You yeah. know? And and we're just not good at it. And, mm-hmm. and we... That's not something we're ever going to be good at as humans. It's just not. Uh, it takes a high level of intelligent and informed communication. And and boy, I don't want to be too negative, but everyone and people just default to the path of least least resistance, exactly. which is the checklist. That's right, the checklist. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw. Yeah, you were here when you said when I told you to be here. You left when I told you to leave. And for the interceding period, I saw you sitting in a seat doing your job. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, capitalism seems pretty good. So uh, I would describe <laughs> yeah, it as the, definitely be- the, takeaway, the takeaway. best made spicy pickle beer of economic <laughs> Capitalism systems. produced that beer. Capitalism produced that beer. That's exactly right. And, and capitalism certainly gave it an 83 on beer advocate. So ju- just, never. Just a fucking troll. The just, next you can't time, believe a goddamn thing you read on the internet. No, here's the. <laughs> it's just lies and lies right. and lies. Here's yeah. the bullshit. The next time you're like, hey, I'm at the liquor store. And I see this beer, I'm going to look it up somewhere. Chances are we've tried it. And the fact that Beer Advocate has the best made spicy pickle beer at an 83, and we have it as the onest of ones, suggests that our rating system, scientific as it might not be, is more accurate than Beer Advocates. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that. Definitely. Do not forget that. 
Fuck you, beer advocate. And if you know someone who's rated that beer highly, you buy a can, you slap them in the face, right? And you do not let them leave the room until they drink it in front of you. Right. You make them prove it. Yeah. All right, because Texas is on notice. Right. That's it. And, They're and just on notice. I'm worried that one of our listeners, and I don't mean to call him out, but this feels like a thing that Max from Good Brews Bad Views might have had, and it's going to be like, no, that beer is really good, and Max. If, if you're about to pull that bullshit, I need to tell you something. I love you. I think you're brilliant and smart. and I <laughs> he, think he would not do that. Your tastes are so There's good. No but this is a bad take if this is going to be your also, take. Also, how's he getting this Texas beer way up? I don't know. Shit. We fucking got it. Oh, well, um, yeah. Chris Farmer doesn't hate him right. as much as us. Also, for for who whomever among you is about to jump into the Discord and be like, that beer's good. You went to high school with him, right? Uh, no college. Okay, you have to tell me if he's trying to talented Mr. Ripley thing. Like he no. moved away. Ross got new friends. I'm gonna donate a beer to the podcast that burns a hole in. Did his he just kill lip. us on purpose? Yeah, like yeah. you got to tell me if I'm getting Ripley. Right. All right. right. Okay. I'm not going on a boat with that motherfucker no. for any damn reason. No. All right. You no see him, You see you, him Chris carrying Farmer. an oar. Get out. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, for any of you who are about to jump in and be like, Spence is wrong here. Just remember, Caleb and Ross hated it too. This isn't some food month business. <laughs> This was garbage. Again, don't say you like it. I will slap you in the face right. and force you to drink one. Right. <laughs> um, hey, if you've been listening to this, guess what? You could be a backer of a certain level. There's a whole lot more Mix 6 podcast out in the universe, and you might not have access to it yet. So go to patreon.com, look for the Mix 6 podcast, where we have a ton of fucking content behind a paywall that you might not have encountered yet. And if you back at the highest level, only $10 a month, you can get access to all of our episodes and early access to those episodes so you too can hear us almost throw up on the microphone before other people. What a gift we've given you here. Uh, hey, don't forget to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Mix 6 podcast. Chances are we're on there. And uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast streaming application, don't forget to rate and review us so other people can find the Mix 6 podcast. This was a real doozy of an episode, and we're about to record patron extra number... 74. 74. And so if you're not in our paywalled zone on Patreon, check it out, because we're going to record another episode right now that will be even drunker and hopefully more entertaining and certainly, hopefully, less inclusive of the best-made spicy pickle beer than this one. So you can find more Mix 6 podcast in your streaming applications as a patron. Uh, I am Spencer. Uh, the Alamo was a myth and didn't happen. Uh, okay, we're done. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> aggro. Yeah. <laughs>